Welcome to the 11th episode of the Echo Cast. I don't really have a clever name for this one, so we'll just call it the Road to E3. I'm Morgan, also known as Bond Diesel. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get this started. So, stay of the game recap, like we always start with. Been a little uh, thin lately. We have no stay of the game until the 7th, so the next uh, the next podcast will have some kind of summary. <clears throat> um, they did, uh, Hamish, I believe, posted um, a picture of the slightly updated room. It looks like they're putting a big old TV behind the, uh, the couch as well. Um, it looked like they kind of cleaned up the whole setup quite a bit, so it looks nice. Um, it's coming Thursday. Um, I'm expecting to see, um, I think they'll do kind of a recap of the show, how far it's come, some of the funnier moments probably. And then, um, I think we're actually going to get some 1.8.2 updates is my guess. They, um, I think slightly hinted to that. Um, so I suspect we at least find out which, um, missions are going to be legendaries. And I would say we may even get a little bit of shield information. The problem is, is that they've been really, really strict on the no division two news line. So I suspect that they will not, um, <clears throat> discuss what the rewards are actually going to be, but I think they may discuss um, what shields are and, and what we do for them. Again, I'm, I'm warning, I'm cautioning people to, withhold their expectations a little bit. I don't think they're going to be like new missions or something. My guess is they're going to be like monthly commendations or something like that, where you have all month to complete, you know, multiple tasks um, to get this shield reward. Um, I really hope it's something cooler than that. I'm not going to count on it just because it's just, I don't know. It's late in the game at this point. So expectations low hopes high. That's what, that's, that's what I suggest. When it comes to division news, uh, unlike it seems like every other game that's going to be at E3, um, division Division Two has kept things it seems pretty much under wraps. There were some leaks a couple months ago that the sources um, are less than reliable, but maybe they'll be true. Um, but nothing recently, um, other than just some kind of vague stuff from the CEO and stuff like that about how they want the end game to be more satisfying right off the bat um, <clears throat> and to hopefully support the game much longer in a much more content-rich uh, way. So we'll see. Um, for news I actually do have, um, they put out the May Asia highlights. Um, they've gone pretty heavy when it comes to featuring the cosplayers and stuff like that, which is super cool as people put in a ton of effort. So uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, I will see about trying to post a link for that as well as some of the other things in the description, um, at least of the <clears throat> YouTube video and SoundCloud. I think that's the only places I can put links, but we'll see. So um, the global event onslaught ended. Um, my one goal in onslaught was to finish my Lone Star 
and reclaimer set and I don't think I got a single useful piece. I also didn't play it a ton. <clears throat> I definitely could have played more, especially off stream. Um, but you know, it is what it is. It's all good. No problem. Um, I'll get those, uh, those sets eventually, but especially my Lone Star, I was really hoping because uh, I had my big, my two big Alejandros waiting. So we'll get there eventually. Um, I really liked Onslaught. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, the description of it made it look like it was going to be maybe a bit of a chore or, um, maybe not that, you know, exciting. Um, it was pretty cool. The global modifier was, was fine. I did feel like the the bleed and the um oh what was the other one um I felt like only the gas effect was really that useful though the flame and the bleed effects seemed to be kind of weird in how they procked um and especially the bleed one kind of stunk because I have a really nice Predmark PVE build I've been working on and it was completely negated by this event. Um, you basically couldn't use it. <laughs> so um, that was kind of a bummer, but um, it, it was fine. You know, it was good. I don't think that, I think it was um, as good as anything. And then starting um, this month, um, they're going to run back through them from Outbreak all the way to Onslaught uh, for the next so many months. Um, and that's actually where the um, the roadmap ends. And so I suspect that E3, I hope we get a release date or a time frame. And we'll kind of know what's coming after um, that roadmap. I um, I think it'll be interesting. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see what's coming. Uh, the last little bit of news I had for Division is that they um, put out a Division glossary um, of all the terms that people commonly use that if you're just getting into the game now um, may not make much sense. Um... It, it's really nice. Um, I, I could, when I was reading through it, I realized how many of the terms are things that I don't think, like if I just started playing the game today and I tried to watch a video about the division or got on Twitter and saw people talking about it, I'd be rather confused. So um, I'll try to post a link to that as well as the jump back in video that they posted. I'm um, talking about basically everything that's in the game right now. Um, it'd be really good if you have, if you know anyone that, hasn't played since the early days or never played at all. Um, I'd say it's a good video to show them to kind of give people a full top bottom, <clears throat> um, outlook on the game and where it's at currently and kind of what you're looking at. So, so that's that the division news a little sparse. Now I suspect in the next week, um, it's going to ramp up just a bit. Uh, for the speculation piece, um, I was kind of debating between talking about PvP and whether or not there should be sets like Rainbow Six and Wildlands, or if we should continue using farm gear. I'm actually probably going to save that for the next one. Um, today I'm going to talk about uh, PvE um, and how it can be improved in the Division 2. Um, I'm mostly going to talk about the type of PvE that we are currently playing, um, but I also want to point out, and I will while I'm talking about it, how... All, you know, many of these things could simply be gone. There may be whole, a whole bunch of new ways um, to play PvE and new systems of PvE. Um, but I'm going to kind of go off of what we currently have and go from there. Um, so talking about, I mean, I think the biggest topic people have been um, kind of going on about lately is um, the raids and incursions. So, 
you know the the incursions that we got in the first game were maybe a hair underwhelming um to say the least i think um falcons lost was you know it was okay it did require like a little bit of teamwork and some mechanic um one of the big problems with falcon loss is that in the early days due to people being very creative in their thinking (laughs) is one way to put it um you know people didn't even play it the way it's supposed to be played they glitched into a wall and then shot um yeah sticky bombs or you know hit sniper rifle shots to destroy the the armored vehicle to kind of cheese that mission and um, get the gear more easily which if you have been playing since the beginning you'll know that um i and i predict or, or i look back and think half the reason that um they made such drastic decisions with gear drops and stuff like that was because so many people um, glitched and cheated their way to really good gear that the original gear grind was supposed to be pretty slow. Um, it was supposed to be the way I think many of us wanted it to be um, or wanted it to be before. You know, in-game, I understand, throwing that gear out there like crazy. But back <clears throat> when the game began, um, I felt that it seemed like they really were trying to make getting all high-end gear a struggle. And then when they released gear sets, it was supposed to be hard. Um, but unfortunately, people figured out how to cheese the system, and um, you know, a lot of decisions made since then kind of um, reflects that. Unfortunately, they kind of had to give up on forcing the grind. Um, but with raids and incursions, um, I, I, I think stolen signal, maybe to a lesser degree, dragon's nest, aren't bad. When it, if you want to call them a raid, um, we call them incursions in this game. They they still just kind of lacked a little bit of um, depth, I guess. Um, Stolen Signal, I think, is actually a pretty good mission. And it really does. Stolen Signal is a, a mission that I think is really, really hard to, to just randomly group up with people and do. Which, in my opinion, shows that it's a good incursion. Um, <clears throat> I think a good incursion should require teamwork. Um and without comms or without playing with people who know what they're doing um, and people that you probably know, uh, it's really hard, almost to the point of impossible. Um, I've tried it myself with a bunch of randoms, and it, it never goes great. <laughs> so um, the biggest issue I have with Stolen Signal at this point is that the rewards do not justify the time you spend um, trying to go through it. I, you know, if Getting the exact same rewards is like clear sky doesn't make sense because of the significant amount of time and organization the reward should be at least tripled in my opinion three exotic caches a ton of you know div tech you know it it should really reward people being willing to jump into that mission and spend the time on it i'm sure there's people who can speed run it in like 15 minutes probably less um but i personally have no desire to play it because i've finished it once but I just don't see the point. I could do literally almost anything else and get better rewards. So in the division two, I'm really hoping that we get, you know, stolen signal and steroids in a lot of ways. Um, I want a lot of approachable content, but when it comes to the incursion slash raids, um, I want to see six man groups, maybe even up to eight, but I think six is a sweet spot. I want to see more complicated mechanics. Um, people always say, well, they should just do what Destiny does because Destiny has good raids, especially the first one. Um, the, the problem is, and I've seen this conversation before, is that um, trying to stick with the realistic aesthetic, um, which means they have to stick to a somewhat realistic like movement model and 
Um, the enemies have to be somewhat believable. You know, they can't have like an alien drop in and, and everyone has to shoot their health sacks or whatever. Um, <clears throat> they have to get a lot more creative, um, which is funny to me because you would think that having to conjure up a, like in Destiny, this, this big alien or, or this big gargantuan enemy, you know, you would think that would take a lot of creativity, which I'm sure it does. In my opinion, though, trying to figure out how to recreate that same experience in a game that is quote-unquote realistic, at least realistic-looking, um, is really hard, in my opinion. So, um, even in, like, Dragon's Nest, I thought it would have been, would have been kind of interesting if we would have had to you know, take out the cab, you know, blow up the cab and then knock out the feed for the napalm that it was shooting. And like if the, if you had to kind of chunk off that machine rather than just drop a, you know, a tank on it uh, by hitting buttons simultaneously. Um, so I, I really just want some more complicated incursions and raids. And when it comes to the missions and the incursion slash raids, I really don't want uh, as much handholding I think you kind of have to do that, uh, maybe in the campaign. But there's a lot of stuff I'd really like to see, um, you know, make us figure it out. Don't just tell us. Don't have the, the you know, the, the waypoint marker show you exactly what you're supposed to do all the time. Um, the one thing I really enjoyed about watching people do the Destiny raids was right when they came out, people had no idea how to do them. And they were hard. There was a lot of work to do to figure it out. So that's something I would really, really like to see in the division is, is kind of that depth because I think um, it'd be very rewarding. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about was actually HVTs. HVTs are a thing I actually still really enjoy. I know that they aren't really that interesting at this point. They're, you know, you go to one of like four or five locations um, and just kill a few waves of enemies and get okay gear, right? But I really think that concept in the Division 2 can be expanded really heavily. So currently it is, if you ever read the descriptions of the HVTs, which I suspect a lot of people don't, they are like bounties, right? You know, you're you're trying to find these groups or these individuals from the various factions who are doing these awful things. And there's always this little snippet of a story of what's going on. Um, but there's a really missed opportunity. And I suspect it was, you know, due to just limitations and things. But they, um, the locations really could. Uh, they, they need to. There need to be more varied locations. If they if they do a similar system in Division Two, um, there there really needs to be you know just so many more locations. Because right now, I mean, I can walk around the map. I could do a whole video showing you locations that we could do HVTs. That would be so damn cool. The international school, um, any of the various parks, um, even parts of the subway systems. <laughs> There's just so much um, that was kind of wasted there. Um, I think there's also an opportunity to use HVTs in Division 2 to tell little bits of story, almost like picking up intel. Obviously, it's easier said than done because of everything that goes into injecting story into something you can do so often. But I, I think it'd be really nice to, to give little things. Um, HVTs give us like cosmetics just for doing HVTs. Make a whole set of cosmetics that you only get from doing HVTs. Little things like that. Um, maybe don't make us do the search and destroy missions. Or make the search and destroy missions a lot more interesting. <clears throat> or or deep. Um, 
I, I really think HVTs are a really cool idea. Um, I, I really hope they continue them in the Division 2 in some way, just as an evolved system. Um, the Underground is something that I think is just ripe. Um, you know, it, it's hard to tell if the setting of the second game is going to allow something like the Underground, but some procedurally generated mode, again, um, that has even more depth. The Underground has more variety than you probably think it does at this point but from someone with fresh eyes <clears throat> i think it does provide a good amount of variety the the problem being that it just you know it gets a little old and it kind of suffers a similar problem as stolen signal where the rewards aren't always the best um adding the hunters um i love running underground solo at this point and fighting the hunters because um i, I kind of intentionally don't use my striker or nomad builds um, I, I tend to fight them with my attack build and I die. I can die relatively easily, <clears throat> especially if I get too cocky. Um, it's just, it, I enjoy the fight more than I really care about melting them in a half a second. Um, just on stream yesterday, I ran underground and, uh, I thought I was doing okay. I kept dropping back, hitting them. And, uh, one, uh, the one that has like the semi-auto shotgun just, Got right in my face. I tried to dive away from him. He ended it real quick. So, um, at the underground is something I, <clears throat> I hope that we get something like it in the next game. Um, it, if it's not exactly the same, it's fine. But that procedurally generated, you know, again, add more. Just give us more. You know, I I feel like a selfish player when I ask, but more, 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 more. You know, just give us as much as you can. Um, I, I feel like the blueprints are there, and I'm sure the feedback has been plentiful. Um, so, so let's use it. Let, let's let's see what we can do in a similar vein that's even better. Um, the next one I would talk is just random encounters. One thing I always hoped for with this game, and I still dream of, in some of the pre-release videos, um, there's a cinematic where... Uh, from from before the game came out where an agent is helping this guy who's being uh, bullied by these rioters and they run off and they're looking behind the agents and when they run off the agents kind of look around like what are they doing <clears throat> and they all turn around the agents do and this garbage truck that has like barbed wire and armor on it pulls up with these like six cleaners hanging off of it and they jump off and start walking towards the agents and what I think is one of the coolest like cinematics that came out of this game. And I always hoped in this game that I'd be running through the streets and like four, four garbage trucks would pull up and a mob would jump off of them and attack me or that a troop transport and a Humvee would pull up and stop and a bunch of LMB would jump out or that a couple box fans would pull up and a bunch of Rikers or rioters would jump out and attack me. I always thought that'd be so cool or that, you know, there, a mission would pop up and say, you know, stop the supply run for the LMB going from <clears throat> Grand Central Station to General Assembly. And there'd be like a, a waypoint marker and you'd have to get up there and use your sticky bombs and other stuff to stop this troop transport from su delivering supplies. I really, really hope we get something like that in Division 2. That'd be super cool to have. Um, I don't personally want vehicles for the agents. Um, I, I think there's something kind of visceral about us not having that ability. But I would really like to incorporate some of that into Division 2. 
in the PVE side of things, again, that just adds another layer of depth and another layer of interest to the game and gives us just one more thing to do that's, that's not just running around shooting people in the head. <clears throat> um, the story progression, just in general, is something I've talked about. Um, just, you know, and, and all the little bits, all the little side bits, just, just give us as much little bits of story, whether it's directly related to the, the main story or little side things. Um, I really, really hope that they continue with the pick a, picking up of Intel around the map. Um, that's, I did the Intel Insights series that's actually now concluded. Um, I may continue with Echoes, but we'll have to see. <clears throat> but there's something to me that's um, just really cool about that system. And um, now I've heard some people say that it was a cheap way of not having to actually make the, the actual story more interesting, the campaign. Um, I wouldn't disagree entirely. Um, but as time has gone on, I've realized, um, how much those little side bits of Intel and story, um, that has a, and some of them even have a quite a bit to do with the main story. If you really get into them, um, I really enjoyed that and I would like to see that again and I would like to see it expanded. That's kind of the theme of the speculation today is improve what we had, make it even better and add some new stuff, I guess is how I would summarize it. Um, and even, you know, give us some side stories and stuff. I, I really enjoyed finding, I believe it was Feilao's sister, um, and finding, um, you know, like the, the, the doctor's girlfriend and, and stuff like that. Like, um, I, I really enjoy those kind of side missions where it's not just me saving the world. It's, it's, it's me, you know, helping people, um, directly when a civilian walks up and asks me for help. Don't just have me give them a candy bar and they drop me a, you know, an FN 45. Let me talk to them and they can say, someone's holding my daughter hostage down the block. And I go down and I kill a bunch of Rikers that are holding this, this little girl hostage. I let her go. I get some div tech. I get some gear, you know, go from there. Um, I, I really want that kind of stuff. And, and I really think that I'm, 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 I suspect that we'll get something along those lines in the division two that we'll get more depth and some more random stuff. Um, have, have me get attacked randomly. Um, I've heard people talk about, I don't really know much about this, so I'm not going to try to act like I do, but, um, I, I've heard a lot of people talk about like in, in, in Diablo, uh, the loot goblin where, um, in Helen, the division, it could be like a rioter or something that knocks you down, takes a piece of your gear and just takes off. Or, you know, is a similar mechanic to what they have in Diablo. And um, it could be in the dark zone. And it, it could be an alert for everyone that this loot, whatever, is running. You have two minutes to find it and kill it. And you get the loot that they have. Um, I, I think that stuff sounds really cool. Just things like that. Have me get attacked by hunters kind of randomly. Not just in the underground. Um, and I don't even want to say resistance is them, like, attacking you. It's just part of the resistance grind um in survival um and i guess the last point i'll make about this is, is survival in general um that culmination at the end of survival especially when you're new to it where you fight a hunter is still one of my favorite parts about this game it's still just super cool and i and i really really appreciate um, that excitement that i still die sometimes not nearly as much as i used to and mostly now it's because i try to go in under geared to make it a better fight but there's really something about um that like 
that PVE experience or just you and that hunter and that hunter is way overpowered. Um, there's something really interesting about that because the hunters aren't necessarily overly um, health wise, really strong, but they, they act differently than all the rest of the enemies. Um, and, and I guess my last little piece is that I really hope that it, whether it's LZ bosses or whether it's just bosses and missions or whatever, rather than just giving them a ton of health in the division two, I'd really like to just see lots and lots of different mechanics. Um, in the Times Square, um, Wilbur, where you can't kill him until you pop his box. Um, with the Hunters, where you either have to get them to expend their health kits or whatever. Um, don't just make it where they have more health, but give us mechanics like that. That's a lot of fun. Maybe even whole factions. You can only beat them a certain way. Obviously, the Cleaners are a blast to play against because you can kill them by hitting their tanks and they explode and run around. But make it, give us a faction that that's the only way you can kill them. <clears throat> you can't just pump a bunch of lead into them. You have to think. You have to be creative. You have to use your skills and, and stuff like that. Um, I, I would rather be challenged um, intellectually to beat these people um, than to just be given more ammo and uh, to kill them. So, so there it is. That's my, that's my deal with that. Um, we'll... We'll go from there. Um, I'm excited to kind of see what we have. And I think we'll get a little bit of a hint of that um, really soon. Um, when it comes to content updates, so the the Shade Agent figure giveaway is still going on. You should be able to find that link below or in the description. Um, it ends on June 8th. And then I'm going to try, I'm going to pick the winner. I'm going to try to send it out on the 9th before I leave for E3. I am still working on some videos, um, Division 1, Division 2. Currently, I'm scripting or, or outlining one that talks about the things that the Division 1 did right and wrong and how I think that should carry over to the Division 2, kind of lessons learned sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> I'm hoping to put that out this week before I leave. Um, Thursday or Friday would be ideal. Um, obviously, I, I talk about it a lot. Um, it, it should be painfully obvious at this point, but I am heading to E3 as an Ubisoft star player. Um, I'll be leaving for that on the 10th of this month. Um, and um, I'm gonna, my goal is to obviously cover everything as much as I can. Um, I, I set up my unlimited data plan on my phone so I can do videos and, and post them to Twitter and YouTube and all that. Um, hopefully do some live streaming um, if I can. My goal is to at least do a like daily recap every night back at my hotel. We'll see. I, I won't make any promises, but I'll do my best. People have been asking me to do like a words with Bond while I'm there, to do some podcasts or interviews while I'm there. Um, that sounds really cool. I'm just kind of wondering if how realistic that's really going to be, mostly because of um, equipment limitations. But um, I'll definitely try. I, I will give it my best shot. Um, and then last, if I, if you watch my stream, um, I did not stream from Monday until Saturday this week. Uh, it was a culmination of some stuff going on in my own life. Um, nothing bad, but just um, some kind of, I'm not great with change. So I had to kind of take a little time to, to, you know, think about some stuff and get all that going. Um, I've, I've become fairly sick. You might even be able to tell. Um, I'm feeling better today, but you can probably hear my voice is a little different. Um, just allergies are killing me. Um, we had a really bad storm come through where I live. It knocked down a tree in front of my house. Um, and was just kind of jarring in general. 
and then, you know, life's just busy. So, um, I have a stream schedule up. Um, I am going to try to stream before I leave this week a few times and, uh, and we'll go from there. Uh, so when it comes to other gaming news, a few little things I wanted to hit on. There's a new Pokemon game coming out that kind of looks like the Pokemon game that we've always wanted. Admittedly, I haven't seriously played the Pokemon game since I had my Game Boy Color. Um, but I'm actually interested in buying a Switch. This game looks really cool. Um, it's going to be on the Switch. It allows co-op. Um, it's a 3D game where you and you actually get to see your pokemon following you which looks so cool and it's actually integrated with pokemon go so if you catch pokemon on pokemon go you can transfer them over and i think that's gonna be a really fun thing uh, when you when i saw the the turn-based style fighting it's all in 3d um you, you get to even use it in co-op which might be a bit overpowered but we'll see um, it's really cool. I, I'm I'm really interested in that. It's the it's the first game that's made me want to buy a Switch. Um, I know Zelda and all that. I, I would I'm sure I would end up buying that. Um, I haven't played one of those games since probably Nintendo 64. So um, I would definitely love to get back into that. Um, Bungie or someone announced that Bungie has um, gotten a hundred million dollar investment from a outside company to work on a new IP which would put the current IPs they're working on as Destiny 2, um, Destiny 3 upcoming with Activision, and then this new IP with another company. Um, with how much they have seemed to have wanted to play the pity card on why Destiny 2 isn't as good as it should be and things like that, um, it seems interesting that now they want to allocate even more resources into a third project that they're working on. Um, but they're a big company. Maybe they'll figure it out. Um, People seem to be really hopeful about Destiny 2 getting fixed up. You know whether or not it need it should have had to be fixed up. I think is a matter of debate. But um, and if they're working on Destiny 3 uh, and they're expanding to a third game that they're working on, um, Destiny 3 better really bring it because um, I saw people who I never thought would bad talk Destiny, bad talking Destiny, and I don't think that they can survive uh, Destiny 3 being as big of a letdown as two was for a lot of people. Um, the last thing with gaming news, I was going to give my um, kind of quick impressions of State of Decay 2 a couple weeks later. Um, <clears throat> I still think it's a really good game. I think it's worth 30 bucks to play it. They did just put out their first patch and it fixed a few things. There's still a lot that needs to be fixed. It's a very buggy game, um, but it's very satisfying. I find it very addictive. Um, the the gunplay is surprisingly fun, um, if not a little cumbersome. But overall, it's fun. It, there's a lot of mechanics to it. It's kind of fun trying to get like a good set of survivors in your camp, um, moving camps, going to new areas, exploring new stuff. Um, it, it it's a cool game. I, I do suggest buying it. Um, just go into it understanding it's not a AAA title. They've got some work to do. It seems like they are working on it. They brought out a patch relatively quickly, and I'm sure more are planned. And there are DLC coming out to add. I think there was like a horde mode and some other stuff. So to wrap it up, if you want to find this podcast uh, in other forms, it's on SoundCloud, Anchor, Google Music, and I posted to my YouTube over uh, recent stream highlights or mission completions. You can find me on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch as Bond Diesel. And on Instagram as Bondiesel underscore Twitch. Um, 
Again, I want to thank uh, UTB Doug for being my first Patreon patron and only patron at the time. Um, that is a way that it is nice to support me. If I hit five patrons, I'm going to start adding credits to my videos and stuff like that. And then uh, if we hit that goal, I'll work on some more stuff and uh, and work on making that program worth using for you guys. So that's all I have for you today. I'm going to try to put out one more podcast before I leave for E3. And then obviously I'll do a big giant one when I get back. And uh, until next time, this was Bond Diesel. Mm-hmm.